Thanks for joining us through the Crossbridge Podcast. We hope this message speaks to you wherever you may be on your spiritual journey and helps you take your next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about Crossbridge or to speak with one of our ministry team members, please visit crossbridge.church. Hey, home for Christmas. I hope as you're gathered around maybe your tree, maybe as a family, you're celebrating together. Um, I, I hope that this has been a special Christmas, even though it's kind of unusual circumstances. I was preaching, oh, probably a month ago, and I was preaching from a passage in Ephesians that really kind of inspired me for Christmas. And here's what it says. Ephesians chapter three says this, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Now, now listen to this line in verse 17. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. I thought that's a great picture, right? Jesus making his home in our hearts. Even as a little kid, maybe some of you grew up around church, but we talked about like asking Jesus to come into your heart. Really what we're saying is opening up your heart uh, to the invitation to have a real, growing, live relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, Christmas is the story of our father sending his son to make his home among us. But in the big picture is that, is that he would make his home in your hearts. That was the desire. I, I was thinking about this. Um, how many times, right? Uh, I, think, I think you might be able to relate to this, where you receive a phone call, and that phone call says, hey, I'm stopping by in like five minutes. We just happen to be passing through. Is it okay if we stop by? And, and you know how that goes, right? Like that, that is like, that is the worst phone call. In fact, you're, and, and usually out of just us trying to be nice, right? We're like, oh, sure, come on by. And we hang up the phone and then we begin to yell at our kids, at our spouses. And we're like, hey, pick the house up, right? Like someone's coming by in five minutes and we're throwing things. We're throwing things in drawers. We're throwing things in closets. And then all of a sudden the doorbell rings and we go to the door. We're looking around. It's like the final check. We go to the door out of breath. We open the door and we're like, oh, good to see you, right? So nice of you to stop by. Lord, forgive us for lying, right? Because that is not pleasant. None of us like that. We do not like to be surprised. It reminds me, Luke chapter two, right? The Christmas story, verses nine and 10. Suddenly, an angel from the Lord appeared among them. You hear that suddenly? <laughs> and here's what it says. And the radiance of, Lord's, of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. When I heard that, I thought, you don't have to be afraid, right? That even though Jesus stops by, like he wants to like maybe suddenly appear in your life, like that he's knocking on your door at one point of scripture, that's what it says, that we don't have to be afraid to let him in. It's this picture that you're getting ready to receive a guest, but here's what scripture is saying. What scripture is saying right here in Luke chapter two in the Christmas story is you don't have to be afraid because he comes bringing great joy. And that great joy isn't just for this house or for that house or for this person or that person. That great joy, that relationship with Jesus 
was meant for all people. People who understand the story, people who don't. Maybe you're listening and you're like, I have no church background whatsoever. I I tell you, the story is still for you. Or maybe you had a story, like a storybook kind of upbringing. Or maybe you didn't. This story is for you. Maybe you um, lived on one side of the tracks or the other side of the tracks. This story is for you. Or maybe you're a person who would say, you know, from the outside, my life looks pretty good. I hide my junk pretty well. Or you're a person who says, I put all my junk out there for all people to see. Here's what I'd say to you. This story is for you. It's for all people. See, when we trust Jesus and and we trust the fact that he's comfortable making himself at home in our houses, in our hearts, um, even when we need some work. Here's what Ephesians chapter three, verse 17 says. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts. I catch this line as you trust in him. Another verse that's very similar, it says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Trust is a big word. And the really good news is, is that your house, your life, it doesn't have to be in perfect order to be a recipient of this gift of Jesus. Not long ago, I had some friends over and I was actually, I was sitting in this very room. And, and when I was sitting here, my friends were sitting here, we just started talking and I'm not sure how it came up, probably because of their profession. Like they're really, really handy and they're really good at plumbing stuff. And, and I just mentioned, I said, oh, my kids shower, right? It's leaking. It's got issues. And, um, and sure enough, here's what my friend said. My friend said, well, hey, let's go take a look at it. And, I, and, I, and part of me was like, oh, no, 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 you, you don't want to go take a look at it, right? The other part of me thought, this guy's got skills. Like, I probably should show him the shower. So sure enough, I jumped off the couch. He followed me upstairs, and I took him to my kid's shower. Now, let me just tell you something. That would be the worst place to take a guest in my house. In fact, I'm sure my wife was a little embarrassed that I was taking my friend Sam to the shower, right? And, and it's not just my shower. I mean, my shower would look heavenly in comparison to my kid's shower. Sure enough, he looks and he's in, I mean, we're talking, this is, this is the pit of my house. Sorry, kids, but I'm going to speak honestly. This is, would be the pit of my house. And I take him up there and he looks. And the truth is like, I'm comfortable with him looking at it, right? I mean, what are friends for? Especially friends with skills. You know, he, he gave me a little insight. And the truth was, I wasn't concerned about Sam seeing that part of my house. Um, In fact, and here's what I would say about Jesus. There are parts of your life that are are not quite as glamorous as others. There are parts of your life that need work. And really what trust is, is that we would invite Jesus in knowing that we're far from perfect, knowing that we need a great deal of work, knowing that we have a past that we're not proud of, but we invite Jesus in trusting Not that he will judge us, right, for for the mess that's going on, but he, he is the one who can actually fix it. He is the one who can help us to begin to put things back together the way our life was really designed to be. I love that picture of Jesus. And and so let's let's just go with another thought here. Even if we could trust him enough 
to actually like say, okay, you want to make your home in my heart? Come on in. Why would you? That's a pretty real question, right? Why would you trust Jesus to come into the less glamorous kinds of places and make his home in your heart? And I started thinking about this Christmas. This Christmas is probably different than any other Christmas we've had for a long time. In fact, I would go as far as to say, I think this Christmas is more real to us than any Christmas has been for years and years and years. I think we recognize the need for the Christmas story. Uh, here, here's, here's some thoughts that I, that I wrote down. Um, Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says this. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you'll overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. See, when Jesus comes in our hearts, he brings the very things we need. Things that the world can't provide, things that I can promise you right now are not under your tree. Things you can't order through Walmart or Amazon. Things like love, peace, hope, and joy. Those are a really big deal. I mean, even from a selfish, let's just think selfishly for a little bit. We're pretty good at that, right? Um, I know I am. Let's just think selfishly. Like, why would you not want, want some of that, right? When I was thinking about the year 2020, let's be honest, it's not um, quite what we hoped for. As I look around, it's apparent that we're pretty divided, you know, as a, as a country. We're, we're divided sometimes, even within the church, right, about how we view certain issues. And what a great reminder that we need love. We need to find a way to love each other better in spite of our differences. Or I was thinking about this year, you know, the truth is I look around and I, even I know this from many of you, this has taken its toll on you. That some of you, you're wound tight. When I say wound tight, you're at a place where it just doesn't feel good inside. It, it feels bad. And the truth is you have anxiety, you're, you're, you're tight on the inside, you need peace. I need peace. Or, or I think about this. I think about many who are asking the question, is it ever going to be somewhat normal again? Uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes it feels like um, we're never going to come out on the other side. I mean, I try to stay positive, but there are those moments, right, where hope can easily be lost and I need hope. In a year like 2020, we begin to also, I think, um, most of us are looking for places to bring some happiness, some fulfillment. Some of us are pretty kind of dried up on the inside. And, and I was thinking about this, like even some of us are on the borderline of depression or despair. And, and I think about what a time of year, not just to press into one moment of happiness around the tree, but to be reminded that Jesus can bring real joy and contentment no matter what the circumstances that are ha like happening around us in this world that we find ourselves. Now, that, that may just be some selfish reasons, but I like those reasons, right? I like it for me and I like it for you. But then there's the other side of this too. I started thinking, would I like those things? Sure, but you, may, you still may say, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to keep trying to figure this out myself. But here's one of the other things I would challenge you, maybe from a less selfish kind of perspective. See, my guess is if you were to actually allow Jesus to make his home in your heart, it would be better for your family and friends as well. 
See, my family and friends, they need love. My best chance of loving them, I believe this with all my heart, my best chance of loving them is when I let the one who is defined by love live in my heart. My family and friends benefit when I am in peace and not completely all wound up with anxiety that I bring into those relationships. My family and friends can see it when I'm feeling less than hopeful and I begin to turn into like negative Nancy, right? We, we don't want to be negative, and yet it's really, really hard. And my family and friends know when I'm not content and my emotions are all over the place and I'm looking for some sort of happiness when the truth is I'm just lacking this sense of joy, this sense of like contentment and consistency in my life. People around me know it. See, this story, I believe this this story is exactly what we need this year. Like there's never been a point where Christmas has been more relevant. This is the year for many of us that we've come to the end of ourselves, that we're broken inside. We're bankrupt of things like love and peace and joy and hope. See, the gift of, of Jesus is a tremendous gift. And in this last year, it's become more apparent than ever that we need him. And we need the things that he can bring. There's, a, there's one closing story that I want to share with you from Scripture because uh, I read it this, this past week and I was like, this, like, this is it. This is a picture of when Jesus was walking on this earth and, and really when he confronted someone who very much needed him to make his home in his heart. And so I want to read to you from Luke chapter 19. When Jesus came by, he looked up at a man named Zacchaeus, and he called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. And Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Like, that's it, right? Like, that is the Christmas story played out in the life of someone whose heart and home was less than perfect. See, Jesus was willing to enter the house of a man named Zacchaeus, who everyone else who would have been looking around would say, why would Jesus go to his house? Zacchaeus would have been a cheat. He would have been one who was taking people's money uh, just by occupation. He just would not have been thought of highly at all. And Jesus looks at him and says, I want to make my home like in your heart today. I want to come to your house. Beautiful picture. And then look at how Zacchaeus responds. He climbs down and he invites Jesus into his home with excitement. The excitement that his life could be different. I, I love that story. I always have. See, Christmas is the story of the father sending his son, let me tell you again, to make his home among us. That he would send his son and he would enter in this manger and, and that it would be God with us, right? We celebrate this every single year that ultimately and, and I, I say this because I love you, that he would make his home in your heart today, that you would open yourselves up to him and the things that he can bring you. Salvation, eternity, peace, joy, love, and hope. Every year we're reminded that Jesus looks at all people and he says, I must be a guest in your home today. But the reality is the decision is ours. Do we invite him in 
or do we just keep trying to figure it out ourselves? You know, um, here in just a moment, we're going to, in fact, I'm going to tell you this. If you're at home, go find a candle, okay? This is, this is your chance. Uh, go find the candle and something to light it with because here in just a moment, we're going to sing a song. We're going to sing a song that may, like, every one of you is going to know, Silent Night. Whether you can sing or you can't sing, I want you to sing it. And as you sing it, maybe even as a family, I want you to light a candle. Uh, I, I hope, and I hope this can be, bring deep meaning to you, even no matter what day you're watching this, whether it's Christmas Eve or Christmas itself or whenever it is, um, that really, like, the, the Christmas, that it means something, right? That it's, it's bigger than just opening gifts, and it's bigger than the tree that's lit in your house. That Christmas is about Jesus. I'm going to pray for us, and then we're, we're going to begin to move towards silent night. Father, thank you. I thank you for your story, for the hope, the joy, the love, the peace that is found within it. God, I'm thankful that you came to make your home in our hearts, that our Heavenly Father loved us so much that he would send his son to make his home among us in hopes to reconcile the relationship between us and the Father, that it would give us a chance to have a real relationship with God. And God, I, I see it as a standing invitation for all people, even right now, that every person who is hearing this, may they know that it is a standing invitation, that Jesus is knocking on the door of our hearts and he's asking us, can I come into your home? Can I come into your heart? God, I pray that our answer would be the same as Zacchaeus, that it would be a yes with excitement. I pray today that there'd be people who are watching, whether it's in their living room or in their vehicle or just on their phone, there'd be people right now who would start a relationship with you, who would recognize the big picture and say yes to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Here's one of the things I thought of and I'm just going to wrap it up with this. Uh, there's an old commercial. Many of you will probably remember this. Um, it, was, it was a commercial for Motel 6. And the line in that commercial, I'm, you, you already know it, most of you, right? That we're going to leave the light on for you. And um, I, I've always, like, that, that's something that I think back, it was years ago. But that was some good marketing because most of us remember it. But it was a symbol of hospitality. It was a symbol that they would always be open for you that the door would always be open for you to be able to, to make your home there. As we light the candle, you think about this, as we light the Christ candle, here's what it signifies. It signifies that our hearts are open, that at Jesus' invitation, our hearts are open to him coming in and making his home among us. I pray that's the decision you made. I'm thankful for you. And, and I pray maybe this Christmas will be the most special Christmas, in spite of a rough year, the most special Christmas you've ever had. That 2020, the Christmas, Crossbridge Christmas of 2020, it could be life-changing because you invited Jesus into your heart. Merry Christmas. Thanks again for joining us for the Crossbridge Podcast. The mission of Crossbridge is to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'd love to partner with you on your spiritual journey. So please let us know how we can come alongside you and support you and pray for you by visiting crossbridge.church.